Welcome to this week's Watching Your Wallet by Investigate TV. Today we're talking about the job market for new graduates, hidden costs of heading off to college, and a new banking scam that you should know about. But let's start with borrowing for college. Parents are personally borrowing an average of $11,000 per student for their college educations. And that's according to data from a few years back. Rachel DePompa learns why parents may want to think twice about taking out such large loans. A recent study by NerdWallet found that parents are increasingly taking on some of the debt burden for their children headed to college. In fact, Parent PLUS loans at public four-year universities grew to 12% in 2016. So 12% of dependent students depended on their parents taking out federal Parent PLUS loans. Uh, that's compared to 7% 20 years earlier. And parents are borrowing more than they used to, too. Elizabeth Renter, a data analyst with NerdWallet, says this means parents are sometimes foregoing their long-term financial goals in order to help out their students. We found that more than one-fourth of parents who have taken out these kinds of loans say it's affected their retirement plans. So at NerdWallet, we recommend that parents think long and hard about taking out loans to help their students go to college. Renter says one of the best ways to help your student afford college is to make sure your student fills out the free application for federal student aid each year. It opens on October 1st. The FAFSA qualifies you for federal grants, loans, and any potential aid available in many states. Explore federal work-study options. And Renter says always tap federal student loans first before turning to private or Parent PLUS loans. Renter adds, you as a parent are far closer to retirement than your students are, so in the end, they might be the better ones to shoulder that debt. The class of 2022 is entering a red-hot job market. According to ZipRecruiter's inaugural report on the job market for grads, there are two job openings for every unemployed person. Rachel DePompa has some expert advice on the four building blocks for financial success. If you are starting a new job, there are four basic concepts you need to know that will impact your finances forever. Hashish Matani says, think of it as a building block to getting your finances off to the best start. He's managing director of wealth management at Merrill Lynch, and he put this list together for us. He says, number one, understand how credit scores work. He says a good goal is a score of 750. It's easy to find your credit score these days. Most major banks will link to it in their app. Number two, understand how credit cards work. Matani says, think of them as an asset, not a burden. And if you can avoid it, don't be late with a payment. Yeah, you just have to make it a habit of paying it off. Understand when that due date is. Understand when it is. Number three, pay yourself first. Set aside money and build up an emergency fund and start an IRA or join your company 401k. You could consider the employer retirement plans such as the 401k and sometimes there's a match. Each situation can be a little different, but that might be a way to get free money, uh, a match to your retirement plans. And fourth, make sure you research and understand compounding interest. Talk to a financial advisor, understand how it works. That's how much you save now in a 401k and how long you save, and that will help you later in life at retirement. Beware, unexpected texts and calls are going out from what appears to be people's banks. But financial institutions are warning customers about imposters posing as bankers. 
and it's costing people a lot of money. Our investigative reporter brings us the story. I don't know how I'm going to survive. Suzanne Garber says her nightmare started with a text message. I got a text from what I thought was Wells Fargo telling me about, I believe it was an unauthorized uh, purchase. She texted back. Not long after, Garber got an unexpected call. On my caller ID, it said Wells Fargo, my bank. But it wasn't her bank. It was an imposter. The caller told Garber in order to reverse that unauthorized purchase, she had to set up an account with a new bank and use the payment app Zelle to transfer $1,000 to this new account. She sent the money, and it left her in a desperate situation. I don't have money to go out and buy food. According to the FTC, in the first half of 2022, tax fraud cost consumers $137 million. Darius Kingsley with Chase Bank says if you ever get a suspicious text from someone saying they're from your bank, don't respond. So then the scammer knows that you responded. So they'll call back right away and they'll get you on the phone and they'll say, oh, thank you so much for uh, for, you know, replying to that text. It doesn't matter if it's a phone call, text message or email. Kingsley says scammers are finding creative and sometimes aggressive tactics to trick you. The FTC's latest data shows in 2021, there were 33,000 reports of bank fraud tied to debit cards and electronic transfers. And in the first quarter of 2022, there's been a 15% increase from the end of last year. Chase recently sent out an alert warning customers to watch out for scams. If you do get that kind of call, again, just hang up on it. If you get that email, delete the email. Don't click on any links on it. As for Garber, she filed a complaint with her state, sent a letter to her bank, filed a police report, and notified the BBB. We reached out to Wells Fargo. They said they were using website warnings and social media posts to help consumers like Garber avoid scams such as these. They also said only send money via Zelle to known and trusted recipients. With this Watching Your Wallet, I'm Carice Jackman. Incoming college students across America are preparing to start a new school year. In this Watching Your Wallet, consumer investigator Rachel DePompa has some reminders of hidden costs and how you can get ready for them. If you have a teen headed off to college, you've already filled out that FAFSA by now and figured out the funding for the fall semester. But when your child is away from home for the first time, there are costs that inevitably come up you likely didn't think about. Take something as simple as laundry. Your child could spend 20 bucks every few weeks just to wash their clothes. Will they always eat at the dining hall or did they plan for having cash to eat out? Does your child have a plan for an income while on campus or did they work all summer and save up? Cherry Dale, a financial coach with the Virginia Credit Union says these are conversations to have now. One of the main things I would highly encourage you to do is to open up a checking account uh, for your child that you can be connected with or uh, making sure that they are have access to it easily on campus. Dale says to find out what financial institution is tied to the college, which may be helpful, especially for any ATM trips. She says many financial institutions offer ATM rebates for young adults, so they might have up to three to four transactions for free. She reminds parents to talk to their college students about credit cards and the pros and cons of signing up for them. Thank you for joining us on this Watching Your Wallet from Investigate TV. 
please like and subscribe to this podcast. Thank you.